Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have Bob Dunn, uh, better known maybe as Bob WP, on the show. So, Bob, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Greg. No, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So uh, I think anyone in the in the WordPress world and in the podcasting world probably knows uh, of Bob, but for maybe those who aren't in either of those worlds, do you want to kind of uh, give a bit of background on who you are and what you're up to these days? Yeah, I, I've, kind of, I've been in the WordPress space for about 10 years. Prior to that, I ran a marketing and, well, basically a marketing agency for about 15 years. And right now I'm still in the WordPress space, but I'm more focused on content. I'm not doing services. So I focus primarily on my blog content there, as well as four podcasts that I do there. So right now, I kind of like to think it's a uh, a self-contained digital media network for WordPress because I'm just out to provide a lot of content for a lot of different audiences. And it works for me. And I, I love doing it. Four podcasts. That's uh, that's pretty audacious. Do you want to talk about how you uh, how you manage some of that? I mean, because that's a lot of uh, a lot of scheduling and production and everything, right? Right. And it, you know, it started with one, and then uh, I added a second one. And the the two that uh, first started, and the first let's see, the one that um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was March 2016 was when the first one started. Those were primarily really focused. One was on e-commerce, one was on monetization, and I had sponsors there. So during that process, I dropped the sponsors at some point, and I started kind of meddling in some more stuff and more content. And I'm a little bit neurotic that way in the sense that it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> and as I, I'm not – before I had, would have a nice schedule – and now it's a very flexible schedule with these four podcasts. It's kind of like the whole, uh, the way my site works. So adding the other two, which was another one based around e-commerce. And then the fourth one actually evolved out of a, I did this crazy thing called a 48-hour content marathon where I created uh, 48 pieces of content to go out every hour on the hour for wow. 48 hours, which was another whole story in another whole situation. But out of that, I started doing some podcasts. Having been in the WordPress community, I started talking to some people in the community, but not just about WordPress, more of what they do, you know, some fun stuff. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And I thought, well, how should that be a separate podcast? And I was telling my wife about it. And she said, you know, you're kind of the Mr. Rogers neighborhood of WordPress in that way. And I thought, oh, so I called it the Bob WP neighborhood. And I actually, it's a video. So I dress in my cardigan sweater with the tie and everything. The red I, cardigan I, and I, everything, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do that whole whole thing. And it, so that's a, another one that's evolved. So managing it right now is kind of on my whim, or I just send out different invites to people. I see somebody think, well, they would be perfect for this, or I have this idea. So again, you know, even though I know that um, having something constant and scheduled is good. For me, this works right now because of the, the variety of content. So it's, it's a managing of it, 
but it's kind of on my own terms type of thing. Sure. And again, depending on the guests, I don't, you know, if I contact somebody and they're the perfect guest and they can't do it for a month, well, you know, that happens a month down the road and I fit it into the schedule. So it's a little bit different than somebody and like myself when I was doing it actually weekly. And there was a point I was doing one of my podcasts two times a week before. So so serving different audiences, serving different purposes, and the fact that I had a sponsors versus I don't have sponsors, that plays into it as well. Sure, sure. No, I think that's great. I mean, I think it's nice. A lot of us know both kind of intellectually and in our hearts that we need to publish every week on Tuesday or whatever your your schedule is set to be with your audience. But I think it's almost nice to, to give yourself that break emotionally and from a stress level and say, yeah, I'm going to get those best people on and we'll publish it whenever we can. Uh, and if I miss two weeks because it's the summer and I'm on vacation, it's okay. It won't be the end of the world, especially like you said, if you don't have sponsors. Um, because I think a lot of people just stop podcasting because they hit that tough that tough stretch after 12 episodes or whatever, and they can't do it for three weeks. And they say, "Oh, I can't ever come back because my, all of my 25 listeners at this point won't, you know, won't know what to do uh, <laughs> after I've taken a three week break." So I think it's fair to give yourself a pass on that and say. I'll start again. Maybe I'll call it a new series or I'll call, you know, have a theme for it or something like that. Um, but you definitely don't. I mean, being consistent is great, but it's not absolutely required in all in all situations, I think. Right. And I, my very first podcast was even earlier and that was, you know, over 14 months. And I think I did only like 22 episodes and I ended up stopping it for various reasons because it just didn't click. I felt like I was just regurgitating stuff. Um, you know, it just and I, I just stopped it and said, OK, everybody, this one's over with. I'm going to sit back and wait till the inspiration hits me again. Yeah. And I didn't put any put any time limit or pressure on it. It was like, I'm not going to do this till I find that sweet spot again. So. So you mentioned uh, you call Bob WP uh, a self-contained media uh, center for WordPress. How how do you decide what type of media to create? Because you write blog posts and you do YouTube and you do podcasting and all sorts of social media and all sorts of other stuff. How, how do you figure all that out and where does podcasting fit in? You know, I think it's oh boy, that's a good question because. I, I'm not as much into video as most people would assume I am. I mean, I do video and I've done a lot of tutorial videos. So it's I'm not really big on, you know, being the talking head and doing a lot of Facebook live and me just blabbing away because I don't know if anybody really cares about that. So, the, the, you know, it's it's been a good mix. I just like to pull things in and find the sweet spot for it. I mean, I just put Amazon Polly on my site, which is, a you know, turn blog posts into um, audio, but that's for specific posts. That's not going to ever replace podcasts because that's ridiculous. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to replace podcasts. The podcasting, what happened was my, my kind of my history of podcasting back in around 2010, I was at a workshop and a couple of my colleagues, one was in the podcasting space, kind of, I think that was a, one of those mounds of growth in podcasting. And they tried to get me into podcasting. They said, you have the voice for it. And I said, well, that, you know, that's great that I have that part of it, but I need other parts as well. And they said, you know, really think about it. Well, it took me almost four years of thinking about it as far as bandwidth and everything. And I started this other one. My first one was called WP Breakdown. It was supposed to be kind of a 
play on words, you know, you're breaking down the content and also people having a breakdown with WordPress type of thing. And I thought, oh, how clever. Uh So I did these little 10 minute podcasts that were just, I was just talking about some different stuff, like how, why you should share your posts on social media, some real basic stuff. And it became real boring. I thought I'm just talking for 10 minutes. Is anybody really listening? And even though it, it, felt right, the audio part, to integrate it. That's when I stopped that one. And I stopped it, I think, in June 2015. And it wasn't till, um, you know, like t- t- oh, 10 months before I came up with an idea for another one. But I knew I wanted to do, because I enjoy the podcasting and I wanted to get into interviews and I just had to find the right subject area. And that's where I think it was how I integrated it with all my content is what am I talking about and how can I elaborate it more or in a specific area of content, focusing on it and bring it to audio because I knew there was an audience for it. And so it was an easy mix into my site. And my site is something that I can usually incorporate something fairly well into it because it has such a broad um, range of viewers, listeners, readers, whatever you want to call them. So it, it's it's always been just, um, I, I don't jump on the bandwagon. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of has to click for me at a time and I really have to think about it. I don't just start doing something like that. And that might be a perfect example of Facebook Live. Everybody's telling me, Bob, why aren't you doing this? Because it just doesn't work for me right now. It just doesn't seem to work into my model and who I am. And it may may click at some point. So podcasting was more of an easy, um, um, slick fit and integration into the content I was already doing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think that a, a lot of folks uh, tend to look to podcasting when they feel like they've gotten other things worked out in their content and in their marketing to, to build their brand. Mm-hmm. So their, their content, uh, their written content or social or YouTube or whatever it is uh, are all working and maybe they're kind of tapped out in whatever kind of acquisition channels and exposure to their audience. So they look to something like podcasting to expand that or in a different way. Like you, I think like you mentioned that like you want to look at the audio medium to talk about things that you're already talking about on your on your blog, maybe, but in a different way or just in a different medium, uh, you know, over the audio uh, medium versus versus written text. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that you had sponsors before and now you don't. And I think most people probably only go the other way uh, <laughs> where they go from not having sponsors to they get a successful show and then they can be sponsored. And now it's great. Can you talk a little bit about the decision to do that and how you kind of, I don't want to say unraveled that, but how you transitioned from being sponsored to not being sponsored? Yeah, well, the decision to do it was basically uh, I, I had some people starting to approach me with my podcast. In fact, my one podcast, I did it from the gate out. I said, I'm not doing this podcast unless I get sponsors. And that was actually my first podcast because the model of my business is I don't offer services. I don't sell products. So my site has to monetize itself. And I just started, I had already built up a reputation with a lot of people in the space, a lot of vendors. So it was fairly easy to approach these people and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. And I didn't have that track record in podcasting. So they were going more on, you know, a support and reputation type of 
uh, relationship with me. So that was, you know, and it actually went quite well for some time, but it just, there was, there were certain parts in it that, and it was more of a personal thing than anything. I started, you know, I was constantly, and, and first let me kind of say that, you know, no sponsor ever said, you know, I didn't have to, um, have, um, let's see, strict restrictions, you know, mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. they, they kept it pretty much, you know what to do, Bob, you do it. They didn't say you have to do this, this, this. Well, there was that. And then there's only so many people in the WordPress space that can sponsor and they're constantly getting up, hit up for sponsorships. And as I started to go outside of the WordPress space for sponsors, there was more of a, you know, yeah, let's look at your statistics. Let's look at all these different things. We got to really look at you got to sell us on this and i really didn't have the um desire or time to be constant wheeling and dealing so i thought okay this is this part isn't quite working and then there there came a part where it just after a while it just became too much of a personal burden for me to constantly be asking people and and i know we do this all the time i mean i've been in business for myself a lot of you know almost three decades and you have to, you know, hustle for the money. I mean, that's basically it. I hate the word hustle, by the right. way. But <laughs> it is it is very dirty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You do have to sell yourself. I mean, there's sales. That's that's a no-brainer. And I just, you know, I thought I'm always going to these. And even though they said, hey, you know, I don't mind at all. I was going to all these people that were basically friends and colleagues in the space. And they were running large you know, agencies, hosting companies. And I thought I'm constantly, every time it seems like I'm talking with them, I'm asking them, will you sponsor again? And it just started dragging me down. And I felt like, you know, the show, I was losing something there with my own, just how I felt about it. You know, outward appearances, outward whatever, didn't matter. But it was something more within myself. And I thought, man, I just, you know, this is going to be a huge decision. I'm going to take a loss in income. I'm going to have to figure out some way to do it. But I just decided at one point, I said, okay, this is it. I just I just want to do these podcasts. I don't want to have sponsors. I'm going to, you know, if people want to give or support in other ways to my site. They can do that. But it just was becoming too much of a, almost in the, in the sense it was a burden. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, just how I had worked in the space, the WordPress space, how I built these relationships. And I didn't want to have to be, I thought, am I going to, this is just going to be a constant thing. And as more podcasts come out, more sponsorship opportunities, these companies, even though, yeah, everybody thinks they have deep pockets, they do watch their money. And, you know, you can only ask them so many times. Sure. So it, yeah, so it just, uh, it just was a, uh, it was almost a more of a, personal decision. And sometimes, you know, there's times when I think, man, should I have really done that? Or should I, you know, go back to that? And I just thought, no, I gotta, I gotta figure out another, another avenue here to make this work. But I didn't want to give up the podcast either. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's a, it's a really interesting story. I, there seems that there are obviously two ways to, to monetize a show. One is directly through ads. And the other is through using the the content and the audience you build and your podcast to further whatever your underlying brand is. It sounds like that's the the route you've gone down. And and the cool thing about taking that route is it gives you a ton of freedom to 
do whatever show you want and have whoever you want on and talk about whatever you want and publish whenever you want and all those sorts of things that, that make podcasting a little less stressful. You do have to kind of connect those dots though, right? Back to, okay, I'm spending time and money and resources and mental energy at least on the podcast and it has to come back and reward my brand in some way. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you constantly. And for me, it's a constant evolve evolvement or i shouldn't even that's not even a word i don't think <laughs> but it's evolving all the time sure sure so it's just like okay what can i do here what can i how can i make it work and yeah it's a it's an interesting thing and i think again you know we're in an industry that's huge and if you you know getting a million downloads a month yeah sponsors are going to be knocking on your door and stuff but for you know the majority of us podcasters that aren't getting those kind of downloads and don't have those kind of statistics in the audience it's a yeah it's 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 a, a, a it's like anything you know the competition's out there and the dollars can only be spread so much sure sure absolutely um, we, we like talking about, uh, getting a little nerdy and talking about gear. Uh, do you have anything special you do as far as how you record, uh, kind of what your, what your setup is, uh, or how you record or, or produce your shows? Yeah, I played around with a few different ways. Uh, I kind of have an odd way of doing, I think everybody has their own, you know, maybe it's what they're used to yep. because I, what I do is when I record them, I use, I, I primarily use for my audio only, I use Ringer, that service, because it just has worked really well. I know it's a it's a there's a cost to it, but I I like it. And so and then for video, it's Zoom. But the actual processing of audio podcasts for me is I take them into Camtasia and Camtasia seems like everybody's going, what in the world are you doing in Camtasia, Bob? I've used it forever for my tutorials so it's really easy for me to edit um audio you know if i want to and just add stuff to it and transitions and all that is just i i know it inside and out so i do that i export it and then i move it into GarageBand, and i do a little bit of tweaking there i have some presets there uh, how i want the sound and then i export it one more time and then i upload it to uh, phonics mm -hmm. which i discovered a few months ago and i really like the leveling on it and the compression of the file because the uh, stuff that comes out of um garage band huge files it's like my god you know yeah right you know a right 10 minute podcast is 70 megs this is not this is not right so so that was the easiest so i always try to find the easiest way so it's basically those that's a process those three things i've gotten into less and less editing on my podcast i used to be very i go in there and oh man i work out every little um and all this stuff and i've gotten to the point that i just thought hey Unless somebody really screws up and says, you know, could you could we start over? Yeah, we'll do that and we'll take that out. Right. Most of the time, I just go for the natural conversation. It worked. People aren't going to say, oh, I can't listen to this anymore because of whatever. Or there's a few stumbles there. So I've I've gotten less into the editing process. So that kind of cut off some serious time there in the beginning. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think that from my perspective as someone kind of in the podcasting world and as a big consumer of podcasts, there's a, there's a certain level above which your audio quality needs to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and it needs to sound good. It needs to have some leveling and filtering and compression. 
but it doesn't have to be NPR. I mean, it'd be great, right? Yeah. If you had the time and the resources to spend on on creating a really creative show like that, that would be great. But I think for most folks, like get the podcast out, focus on the content and the the people you have on and the message that you're that you're sharing, and have it sound good. But it doesn't have to be great. And I think there's very little return on from good to great uh, with audio quality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I totally agree. I, I like to have good enough, but I see some podcasters that are at my level or less and they're buying these mixers and they're buying all this $500 this and $600 microphone. I'm thinking, my God, I mean, this is great. You're into this, but it's like, what, what are you, you know, what are you expecting here? What, what, you know, yeah. what are your expectations that you're, you're doing it this deep? And I guess, you know, Teach their own. I mean, hey, if it, it worked for them. But sometimes I feel like others then look at them and think, you know, well, I have my $100 uh, microphone. Uh, maybe I should get something better. And like you said, there's that level of quality that doesn't take tons of money. And it's just a matter of kind of going through the motions, right? Yeah. I think that the, the only downside I see of somebody being really uh, gung-ho about having really great uh, equipment is that it, it might seem really imposing for someone else to get started. And like you said, it's not difficult. It's a $65 Audio-Technica mic that plugs right into your computer and you can use GarageBand or whatever to record. Uh, and and that's all you need. And you can go up from there, but you don't need all of that stuff to have. I mean, I know some people with really successful podcasts that that is all they do. Uh, and so I think that if you want to geek out, I'm I'm a geek. I'm an engineer myself, and you know self uh, self admitted. Uh, I love geeking out on some of that stuff, but I also know that it's just like my personal investment uh, of my kind of like mental energy and time and and resources uh, into that. And I know it's just like a game kind of, but it's not probably my best use of time and money and everything. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually have people asking me now if I buy your microphone, Bob, will it make me sound like you, you no know, i'm like no no i'm sorry you know i haven't we haven't worked that one out yet right 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 <laughs> so so you've been podcasting for years now and have uh i i know you know several hundred episodes out um as you look back what, what are some things that you learned along the way that like if there was a younger bob listening to this show that you would say hey you know do this or don't do that Oh boy, I I, th I think it's like pretty much everything that I've kind of do on my site and how I've talked to clients in the past is I may have I wish I would have done it sooner, you know, in the earlier years. But of course, at that same time, I just felt like I didn't have the bandwidth. So I, you know, as much as I would have liked to incorporate it, I, I was, I guess maybe I was smart enough to actually not dive into it just because people were trying to push me into it. But um, I think that the big thing is to really, I, I would have looked at the sponsorships differently. You know, was this something that uh, is long term? I got into it and I might have. Wanted, I may have wanted to think that out a little bit differently. You know, how long do I want to do this? Uh, is this going to be forever? And it was in the back of my mind, you know, do it. Am I going to need to get sponsors as long as I'm doing this podcast? And I don't know if there's any, you know, really um, 
set rule to that or, or advice I can give. And, and, you know, I always look back at things and I'm one of those people that think, oh, I should have done this differently. Nah, it all worked out. Yeah. So, so a lot of times with a lot of the content I've done, maybe I've hit bumps and, but I've always learned also that I like to be flexible all the time and I'm easy to shift with whatever, whether it's, you know, the technology I'm using or, or, um, like I said, the sponsorships or even the content I'm doing as a podcaster. So I've, I I don't know if there's anything I would have really done differently. That's, that's an interesting thing, especially with the podcasting, because I think I learned something, even my first podcast is as, uh, as, worthless as I felt it was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I look back on it and I think, well, did I, would it, should I have never really done that? It was that a mistake. Nah, I, I learned something from it, you yeah. know, and it, it was something that some people did actually enjoy. I mean, you know, I didn't have a huge audience. So it's, so in the podcasting space, there's really nothing. I just look back and think of, man, I wish I would have done that differently because it's it's always everything's kind of always led to something else that has worked out. It just yeah, it's like anything you know those bumps in the roads that um, hit you hard sometimes, some harder than others. But it's uh, yeah, it's 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 I think for most people it's it's good that learning experience. Though sometimes you know there are points in that learning experience that can be a um, bigger challenge, and yeah, you think, wow, I should have done this completely different at the beginning. Now, other parts of my business, yeah, there's a lot of things that I've, uh, <laughs> sure, sure, I've done things that I should have done differently, or I might do differently. But you know, my age too, you start thinking back on, you know, when I was younger, and I think, wow, you know, boy, that's really going back and. That's really another whole story or another sure. whole podcast. <laughs> I, you know, Bob, I have to say, I love the fact that you uh, honestly are able to say that, like all of these experiences are learning lessons, and that you view them very positively. Uh, and I, I'm sure on the inside, maybe you're you're like the duck with like the feet underwater are are going a million miles an hour, uh, and maybe you're a little more critical of yourself, but. Um, I think it's super healthy, and I think especially something like podcasting, where I remember my my first few podcasts, uh, I didn't like the way I sounded. I didn't know if anybody was listening, and all these things. And so there's all these questions and doubts in people's minds. Uh, and to hear and to hear you say with a lot of conviction, yeah, you know, there were all these bumps in the road and weird things happened, but I learned from them, and in the end, they kind of form who you are now. Uh, is super refreshing to hear. Uh, and I think if all of us were, I don't know, like as constructive with ourselves as you are, uh, <laughs> I think we would all try all these different things, like your your 48 hours of content and all these things that you try them. Don't know if they'll work, but they're an experiment. If it does work, that's great. If it doesn't work, you'll learn something about yourself and your business and your your podcasting and your content creation um, to, 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 to then down the road say, okay, I'm going to do it different next time, right? Yeah, and I think it's always interesting. Some of the stuff you, your intention of what you expect at the end of something, and this, the forty-eight hour content marathon was exactly that. What you hope to gain from it ends up being totally different at the when it's over. You start to look at it, you think, "Well, I didn't meet that goal, but I see some other other things that this really filled 
or um, took me in a new direction or whatever. So it's amazing how many things we really want to have these set goals for and objectives, which you should, but how those often totally change or dissolve, you know, either during the process or when it's done and you look back at it and think, well, I didn't do this, but heck, I did do this. Sure. So, yep. so this worked out. That's awesome. Bob, I think that's a great place to, to wrap it up for today. Uh, for folks who want to kind of learn more about you and your content and, and get in touch, can you share where they can find out about you on the interwebs? Yeah, just uh, I, as my business card says, and believe it or not, this is all that my business card says is just Google Bob WP. <laughs> That's so, great. Um, <laughs> it's BobWP.com on Twitter at Bob WP, Bob WP everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Bob Dunn, thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Craig. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.